So, so what is SB9? Approximately, when did it go into effect? And how does that help? SB9 was signed into law in September of uh, 2021 and went into effect January 1st of 2022. It allows two things. It allows lot splits and duplex conversions. And can you do more than one lot split? If you own two parcels next to each other, you can only pick one of those parcels to take advantage of SB9 for the lot split. If you have extra yard space that you're not using, split it and get rid of it. Hi everybody, uh, Jose Luis Morales here. Welcome back to the Residual Real Estate Agent Show. Uh, this is episode number 111. Today we've got Chris Walsh. He is a real estate agent uh, with Wire and Associates, or Wire Associates. Uh, he is based out of, did you say Orange County? Orange County, lovely Newport Beach. Good, good. And today he's going to be talking to us about SB9, uh, lot splits and combining these lot splits with ADUs. It's a question that I've been getting a lot recently and uh, Christian understands them very well. Welcome to the show, Christian. How are you? Awesome. Jose Luis, uh, thanks for having me and congrats on number 111. That's a lot of shows. Nice work, dude. Thank you. I uh, I appreciate that. I've, I've actually done them over the last four or five years and I started getting more serious about it like last year because uh, I hired somebody to kind of help me manage it. And uh, to be honest, I, I love this because I get to spend time with uh, people that really understand specific subjects and I get to uh, consult with them for 45 minutes to an hour for free. It makes so much sense. And it's the power of podcasts and YouTube where you can have somebody who's, I mean, we're, we're in each other's backyard, but you can be uh, collaborating with somebody across the nation learning about different topics. That's what I love about it. And kudos to you because a lot of agents say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do video. I'm going to do podcasts. And they never do it. Um, and I'll pat myself on the back a little bit too. <laughs> so for the viewers that don't know who you are, who is Christian Walsh and how did you get involved in the real estate uh, industry? Sure. So I actually was born in small town, Ohio. And just because I'm starting here, I'm not giving my whole life story, but this is relevant to the story. So my dad was a custom home builder back in Ohio. Uh, 20 plus years ago, I took a family trip to California and I said, what the heck am I doing in Ohio? No offense. I know somebody from Ohio is watching. No offense. So moved out to California took everything I learned growing up in a construction family and, and working on job sites, installing flooring. I don't do that anymore, so don't ask. Uh, so all those skills and, uh, that I grew up with, and, and my dad now is actually a real estate trainer, so he helps agents sell new homes and has sales training. So I've learned so much over the years. So 15 years ago, during the middle of the global financial crisis, I said, now's the perfect time to get into real estate. So it, it's been a road, it's been quite a road, but I can tell you that having a construction background makes a huge difference for me. And then ultimately being able to provide service to my clients so they can better understand. Now, of course, I'm not a general contractor. I, we still bring in an amazing inspector. Uh, can't give legal advice, for example, but just understanding the pieces and parts. And when SB9, so uh, backing up, when ADUs were originally proposed in California, I, I got excited about that. Uh, been doing a ton of research on that, but I actually got even more excited about SB9. And 
uh, so I've released on my YouTube channel, I've released uh, about five videos and there's more content to come. In fact, I think this Wednesday will be another one, but it's, it is an exciting topic, but it's also, it's got some hair on it. It's not an easy thing as you found out, Jose Luis, you know. Yeah. So it's funny because I was talking to my architect who's helping me with the ADUs and he told me, Hey, uh, one of the things that you might want to look into is you might want to look into properties with slightly bigger lots. And I asked him why. And he said that there's this law now that you can actually split the lot and you can do ADUs potentially on the different on the two lots individually. So he said he the way he expressed it to me because I gave him a property to run a sample by, and he said, "Look, instead of just having a house and two ADUs, you can do a lot split, and potentially instead of three units, you can have potentially six units." And as soon as he said that, my ears went kind of ringing. I didn't understand it fully. So I wanted to bring you on and kind of have it uh, ha explain it to us. So what is SB9? Approximately, when did it go into effect? And how does that help in this affordable, not in the affordable, in, in just the shortage of inventory for both rentals, yeah, housing? Yeah, California has a serious housing shortage. Uh, so SB9 was signed into law in September of uh, 2021 and went into effect January 1st of 2022. And it is, it allows two things. It allows lot splits and duplex conversions. Okay. Now ADUs can factor into this and to what that architect said about six units, technically it would be up to the local municipality to allow six, but under the current legislation, you can build four. Okay. So it could be a house, and another house, it could be a house and an ADU where, a, where an AD, where you could get six is if the local municipality is going to allow you to build two houses and an ADU or one house, an ADU and a junior ADU. See, we're going deep already on this, but they don't have to, they under SB nine, the law stipulates, and I can't give tax or legal advice, but it stipulates that you're allowed two units per lot. Now this is only for single family zoning. So it has to be, it can be R1. R1 is the most common single family zoning, but some areas call it something different, but one house per lot would be single family zoning. It does not work for multifamily zoning. That's one advantage ADUs have. ADUs you can build in single family, multifamily uh, and mixed use, but not SB9. And so under SB9, you can go ahead and you can split a lot in half, uh, 40, 60 ratio is the smallest you can go. And then you can add up to two units. You can have two units on each lot. So that would be a lot split and a duplex conversion used together. So I'll give you four. What does that mean a 40, 60 uh, ratio? Sure. So when you do the lot split, the law stipulates that the smallest the second lot can be would be 40%. So if you're going to split it, it would be basically in half all the way down to a 40 to 60 ratio. And where that's helpful is if, for example, you have a house sitting in the middle of the lot, maybe you can cut off without having to tear down any of the house. You can go to a 40% ratio in the back, 60 in front. 
So it has to fit within that. I didn't even think about where the house sits in regards to that, which is like really uh, key. Is there a minimum lot size? Like meaning I know that there's some smaller lots, there are some larger lots, and is there any benefits uh, to having somewhat of a larger lot? And can you do more than one lot split? Meaning like, can you do, can you divide uh, a larger lot into three or four lots? Great questions. So minimum lot size is 2,400 square feet. So you can split a 2,400 square foot lot into two 1,200 square foot lots. That would be minimum. So technically it's actually 1,200 square feet is the minimum. So the, uh, for, the, for the split lot size. As far as larger lots, larger lots do have the distinct advantage that you can fit more on the lot. <laughs> so a 1200 square foot lot would be ridiculously tiny to attempt to squeeze two units on and still have a yard and still have parking. Uh, there's special parking requirements uh, as well, but uh, it, and the parking requirements are in line with accessory dwelling units, where if you're close to public transit, you don't need to necessarily have a spot for that second unit. Um, so a larger lot is going to have the advantage of being able to build bigger units on there. And in some cases, uh, access will be a little bit easier, uh, for that second lot. Cause that's a big one is access to the, to the lot that you create. And then as far as creating three or four lots, the bill prevents you from using SB nine on a lot that's been created under SB9. And it also prevents you from doing it if you own two parcels next to each other, even if you haven't split them. If you own two parcels next to each other, you can only pick one of those parcels to take advantage of SB9 for the lot split. Do you know what the purpose behind that is or why they would make it like that? Yeah, the the rationale was to prevent investors from coming in and splitting up entire blocks of single family zones. That's the biggest misconceptions is that all of a sudden, all your single family neighborhoods are going to be filled with fourplexes everywhere. Uh, it's not true. It isn't economically feasible to do that. But that was what they included in the bill. They said, right, if you own two lots, you can't do that. And you can't partner. So it could be two separate people who partner up with a, an investor who have contiguous lots. They couldn't, because of that partner, those, they couldn't do that either. So it's to prevent investors from going wild with it. When you say that uh, the bigger lots, um, the access is important, what does the access mean? Good question. So access means so if you're going to do a back to front split which is pretty common a lot of folks are looking at doing a back to front split where you're splitting it and you've got a lot in front and then now the backyard is a separate lot so you need to figure out access to that back parcel and there's two ways to do it the most common is a flag lot and a flag lot is it looks like a flag you've got your lot and then a small access point for the driveway so that's a flag lot it looks like a flag the other way to do it is an easement. So you can have an easement across that front lot and the easement technically then would not uh, it change the square footage. So that's an important point because if you do, a, now I'm going deep. See, see what you did to me, Jose <laughs> Luis, I get excited about this stuff. So uh, if you do a lot split, the, um, 
that and you do the flag lot, that square footage on the flag on the pole for access would go to the back lot. So you may find that that isn't going to work. You're not going to have enough square footage to meet your ratios. So that's where the easement across the front lot would work. Now, if it's two side-by-side -side lots that you create, access is less difficult. You can put a driveway in to each of those. And then um, once you do the lot split, is there any restrictions on selling them individually at that point? Excellent question. So there is, if you do the lot split, not the duplex conversion, but the lot split, it has an owner occupancy requirement. So the owner of the lot is going to have to sign an affidavit that they plan to live there a minimum of three years. Now that means somewhere on the lot. So you could be in any one of the units there for three years as the owner occupant. So to take it to the extreme, what you could do is combine lot splits and duplex conversions. You could have four units, tear everything down or start with a vacant lot, have four units. But in order to do this, you're going to have to say as an owner occupant that you're going to live in one of the four. This is fairly new. So, I mean, it came out September of 2021. Um, any idea as to how long the permit process would take? I know for ADUs, they have like a timeline attached to it, and that's what excites a lot of people about doing ADUs. I know sometimes with different municipalities or different cities, that can vary substantially, and some are faster than others. Uh, any rule of thumbs in that department, and have you seen any investors actually uh, get this approved yet, or is it too new to basically have, uh, uh, to be able to tell. So I've talked to a lot of folks all over California. They've called in because of the content I've created as of now. I don't know if anybody's been successful yet. It's, uh, been a, just over 90 days. There's several people who I know are close. And as far as the timeline, it's supposed to be similar to ADUs where it's an objective process and it's non-ministerial which means you can you don't have to go in front of the planning commission for getting an approval for the um for the lot split and duplex conversion so it's not a tough process so theoretically it should it, you should be able to get it done in maybe three to six months uh with the window at your back it will become streamlined and they may have to release a second bill like they had to do for ADUs to make it uh, more of a streamlined, quicker process and close the loopholes. Uh, not everybody likes this. A lot of local municipalities, over 200 uh, in last count, are not fans of this and are pushing back and creating, uh, you could say, draconian measures to prevent it from being used. So expect a round two on SB9 to close the loopholes. Very similar to the ADU process, because when the ADU process came out, um, a lot of people got discouraged by it because some cities had really large fees and they made the process really long and lengthy. And then that version two came out where it eliminated a lot of that, where it made the ADU process a lot easier. So expect probably something similar for SB9. So I've got a question. Um, let's say that you own a single family residence on an R1 zoning. However, you've already converted that into an ADU, meaning you've got, let's say you've got the main house, which you converted into the house junior ADU. 
and you've got a detached three-car garage in the back that you're also converting into an ADU. Under those circumstances, is it possible to still do a lot split? Or are you not able to combine the ADU? Once you do the ADUs, you can't go in there and do the the lot split at that point. It's actually a, a common question because a lot of a lot of people have taken advantage of the ADU, reg, ADU regulations and or in the process of planning it, and they suddenly hear about SB nine and they say, "Oh boy, maybe I should consider this." So really, what it's going to boil down to is where you have to split your lot. So there's two scenarios I can envision. Let's leave the junior ADU out. Let's say that you have a house and an ADU, so you have two. So if you have to do a lot split such that, or if you're able to do a lot split such that the house and ADU are on one lot and you have nothing on the other lot or a detached garage on the other lot, like you said, that should be fine. There should be no issues whatsoever with that because you're meeting the, the rule of the law. Those, the front would be two units. So that's all you can do on the front unless the city allows you to do more. And then you've got the back and you can go to town and you can build your two where it gets tough and it'll be up to you working with the local planning commission is if the lot split is between the main house and the adu you see what i'm saying there so in that case now you have a main house on the front lot and you have an adu on the back lot they may be fine with that but the problem is your accessory dwelling unit with its own apn is no longer an accessory to a dwelling. So it's no longer an ADU and technically it would need to meet the standards for a freestanding unit before you could do the lot split. Um, and one example, prime example would be that utilities would have to be, uh, they'd have to have their own connections for uh, gas, electric, sewer, et cetera. And a lot of times to save on costs, when people put the ADU in, they tap into the uh, main structure. So it's a great question. It's a fair question. And it's a common question. And it's so new, we haven't seen it tested much. So kind of what I've shared with you is just my non-legal opinion on it. I love it. I love it because you're, you're, you're so far ahead of most people. Uh, the other question that I had for you as it relates to this is if you have to live in one of the units for a minimum of three years, does that mean that you can't sell the other one that you did a lot split, even if you're going to live in one of the units or can you sell? Great question. You can sell everything else. And here's, so if you created a lot split, you could sell that other lot, whether it's vacant or has a structure on it. And here to take it all the way to the end of the spectrum, you could uh, do the lot split, do the duplex conversion, have your four units and condo map those four. So now you have four condos. And Jose Luis and I are all excited as your agent because we're going to sell three of those condos, get your top dollar, and you can live in one of them. And you can almost like, in some cases, depending on what your building costs and what your selling costs, because you already own the land, the proceeds from that may be able to help you almost pay off even a mortgage, it sounds like. So, so you can actually sell the other units. You can even sell the duplex unit. Now, when you say you can do a duplex, are there any regulations on that? Like what is a duplex? Does it have to be attached? Does it have to be detached? Any regulations that you're aware of? Again, that's a good question to ask the planning department. It has to be a minimum of 800 square feet. Uh, that's the minimum size. So that's where it could get a bit difficult. If they're gonna be, if the planning 
department is going to be difficult. They could say you're only allowed to build 800 feet, and then you're stuck with two 800 square foot units on that lot. But in the, I think the the uh, intent of the law is to let you build whatever you want that meets normal requirements for a duplex within that area. So they could be attached. It could be detached. It could be an ADU that's attached to the structure, ADU that's detached. So your two units that you build, one house, one ADU, or two standalone units, you theoretically should be able to build them in any combination you want of attached or detached. And once you do the lot split, I think this is what you said, and I just want to clarify, is that you can sell the even the land separately. So like, let's say I buy a single family home in Oxnard, let's say the price is 650,000. Um, I do a lot split on it. Let's say it's a 7,000 square foot lot. I keep my lot at uh, 3,000 square feet and the other one at 4,000 square feet. I could sell the back portion of that as long as I provide access to the to to the back, and then somebody else can go in there and build a duplex on there. And basically, I just bought something for six fifty. Let's say I sell it for two hundred. Now I've technically my house really only cost me four fifty instead of six fifty. That's it. That's one hundred percent right. And that's that's the low hanging fruit on this one. If you have extra yard space that you're not using, split it and get rid of it. <laughs> that's. I think that's a great use of it. Now, the, a few things, a few caveats, and then we won't go into it because it's a deep dive. But if you have financing against the house, if you do a lot split, you're technically changing the collateral and you're going to trigger the acceleration clause on your loan. So you're going to have to be careful in a, doing a well-timed refi. But So we won't go too deep into that. That's where you your viewers can reach out to you and me and have a deeper conversation. But it can be done, and I think it's a spectacular idea to monetize that extra land. And then this is the the other the last question that I had, and I think you might have already answered it. If it's like let's say an acre of land that I can't do multiple twelve hundred twelve hundred square foot lots, it's only one lot split that I can do on a sixty forty or uh, uh, in a similar ratio to that. Yeah, so that's that's correct. It it can really only be done once per parcel, but with the caveat that look at your local zoning regulations to see you may be able to do a traditional lot split with what's there if the current zoning allows that, separate from SB9. So do that research first to see and then from there that may so let's say your acre you can split into two half acre parcels just by current legislation then do that and do sb9 with one of those so that would be an example where you can go from one to three i mean it's crazy and i'm going deep again but let's say that acre can be split without sb9 into six or eight you could strategically as long as the parcels don't touch theoretically could do SB9 at like two different corners. <laughs> I know I'm going deep, but that's that's why you have to look at each lot. And that's why you reach out to a professional like you or a professional like me who understands this. And we you talk about your options and run through some various scenarios to see, hey, this is what we can do. Then we take it to the professionals. We take it to the civil engineer. We go into planning. We talk to planning. But the other side of that is, going into planning, like your viewers need somebody like you and me 
to know how to ask the right questions and overcome. Because if you ask the right question in the wrong way, it'll be a no. But maybe there's another way to ask the question or maybe there's a workaround that we can come up with. Anything else that you think that the viewers should know about SB9? Be patient on it because there's still some areas are, are ahead of others on it. Uh, like, for example, Los Angeles has already released a bunch of material. They've kind of jumped in front of it. Check with the planning department. Find somebody at the planning department who likes SB9. There may be a couple there that do and uh, see if you can get in front of that person and don't give up. If you hit some roadblocks, reach out to you and me and we'll see if we can figure out a workaround for it. And then if our viewers wanted to get in contact with you, like let's say somebody was buying uh, in Orange County or just wanted to learn more about SB9, what would be the best way to do that? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll have a link I'll send you that you can put in the description. Uh, definitely check out my channel and then I have a contact us page. Um, my number is 949-677-3466. It's my personal cell. Feel free to give a give it a ring and uh, we can talk more about it. For our viewers out there, uh, Chris has a great YouTube channel. Uh, I would encourage you guys to check it out. He's got a lot of information on SB9, ADUs, landlord, tenant uh, items and buyers and sellers. Well, I wanna say thank you uh, for coming on the show. Uh, this is a topic that I definitely wanted to cover. Uh, this for our viewers out there. This was episode number 111. Uh, if you've enjoyed this show, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you feel that this uh, episode would be helpful to a friend, family, or a neighbor, make sure to hit that share button. I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to be on. And uh, I enjoyed our time together. And thank you so much for, for sharing your knowledge about SB9. Thank you, Jose Luis. And I appreciate you continuing to create content like this and diving in. Uh, your clients are lucky to have a guy like you who, uh, who's out there hustling and learning at the same time. Yeah, likewise. And I look forward to potentially doing some more collaborations uh, in the future because I love this, man. Uh, this is uh, honestly, this is great, you know? <laughs> me too, me too. We nerd out together. I like it. <laughs>